Can you give some tips on how to deal with driving anxiety? Driving anxiety is way more common than I think many people realize. And certainly with the phobia focus work that I do uh, in my practice, it's definitely varies, you know, depending on the month or the year we're talking about, but it's, it's essentially always in the top three uh, phobias. Some of the other common ones will be flying, public speaking. I know there's a few others that vary, but driving is always a really popular one. And I, I don't know, I don't have any data as to generally what, what, what the numbers are throughout Ireland. It's usually hard to get that information or even around the world. I'm not too sure. But certainly anecdotally, I hear that this comes up for other therapists quite a bit as well. And I, I wonder sometimes why we don't talk about it a bit more. Maybe it's because, you know, something like a fear of flying, you're the passenger, so it doesn't matter. But if you're the driver and you tell other people that you're scared of driving, maybe that's socially a bit uncomfortable. So we don't have to chat about it as much. I'm not too sure why. But anyway, the important news for anybody out there who has some driving anxiety is you're certainly not alone. It's a really common area. And just as importantly, it's an area where many people make great progress in and now, I certainly have a number of, of clients I, I work with and I see now for other topics that they used to be afraid of driving and now they quite simply aren't. They've you know really gotten to the other side of it. Now, other people, it mightn't happen as quickly or as easily. And I think that's the point to recognize in something like driving anxiety or any other form of phobia or specific anxiety is that there's actually many different forms of it. So we've got to be a little bit careful about grouping them all together. And I always encourage people just to be kind to themselves when they're comparing their own progress to others, because you may have a friend who's had driving anxiety, who's kind of on the other side of it now, and they're doing great, and you may not be, or vice versa. But it may not have been the same thing really for them, because even with exactly the same specific triggers, there are different degrees of anxiety, so there can be greatly different work needed, like physiotherapy. You know, sometimes even though it might be the same muscles, there might be much more work that needs to be done with particular muscles. There can also, though, be greatly different triggers. You know, so what does driving mean? Are we talking about parking? Are we talking about motorways? Are we talking about kind of engaging with other motorists? Are we talking about claustrophobia? Are we talking about actually fear of open spaces is a rather common one. So just being in, in big open areas can be, can be difficult. Uh, like our other topic of wrestling with ambiguity. It could be ambiguity is the problem. So sometimes it's not even specific to the driving. It, it can be something else. It can be, I've worked with clients uh, on a number of occasions who have maybe gotten bad news while driving or had a thought come to mind or an experience come up that was emotional for them and then they got associated with driving. There are a lot of different potential topic areas that fall under what we might call driving anxiety. So just, just be a bit kind to yourself in terms of, you know, saying, oh, yeah, the other person quickly got over that. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same thing. So depending on what your specific circumstances are, we always put very different programs together around driving anxiety. So uh, this will vary quite a bit from person to person. But a few general principles which are useful to consider here. One is focusing on what you want. Because with most phobias or anxieties oriented towards a specific thing like driving or a particular aspect of driving, what tends to happen is there's something that we don't want to happen or we're afraid of. And as a result of that, our imagination then gets engaged and it starts to work overtime in painting various scenarios of what could go wrong. 
And if you don't have a specific fear of driving, pretty much insert any other topic in here and the same thing's going to apply. So the mind, under the pretense of helping you to feel in control, plays out all these different scenarios and simulates what could go wrong. So with phobias, this is a major issue because while you may have had one bad experience or even 10 bad experiences, let's be generous, 100 bad experiences, still there's going to be a real minority of bad experiences you've had compared to the amount of times you'll probably think about it, maybe remember back the bad experience or think ahead to what could go wrong. Now, the poor old mind is only trying to keep you safe. It's saying, look, if you've had a bad experience, avoid. But for some reason, you still want to do it. Well, that's, of course, because you know you're able to. But there's just this sense of, oh, you know, risk there. And that becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, of course, if you have any practical issues with driving, driving school <laughs> exists for that reason. And it can be well worth practicing. But I'm talking about the situations where, you know, realistically, you can drive perfectly fine. But there's just that emotive element. There's that, that fear, maybe physical sensations with, uh, that come up. And, you know, at best are a distraction, if not actually really just obstruct and get in the way of your driving and operating the vehicle. Related to that can be then fear of consequences around safety, which, which is, of course, understandable while driving. Uh, but again, typically needless because you, you have the skill very often. You typically know you have it. But the problem is sometimes the fear of the risk is the very thing that makes us then overthink it and we kind of get in our own way. So moving away from focusing on what we don't want and shifting to focusing on what you do want is a really important first step. It can feel a bit unnatural at first in the same way hitting the right keys on the piano can feel unnatural if you're not used to playing piano. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep practicing it. If it feels easy for you to imagine and really feel what you want while driving, then you probably... Uh, probably aren't uh, the kind of person who needs to create change at all to begin with. It's probably okay. Now it's probably going good. Uh, so like like the piano, you know, if, if effortlessly just hit any key and it's absolutely fine, well then you don't need to practice that much. You're already really good. You can just enjoy playing. So for the most part then with, with something like uh, like focusing on feeling ease around something that you've previously been afraid of, yeah, of course it's going to feel a bit uncomfortable at first, but that's not a reason not to persist. You want to stop, create that picture of how you want it to be, and practice with a feeling of ease, a feeling of wellness, just to start to imagine what it's like, to start to put attention on that. And already what that's doing at least is kind of counterbalancing it. So you're not giving way to imagination telling you just the horror story, but you're saying, well, no, no, here's how I'd like it to be. And even if it's not quite there yet, at least you're starting to dilute the fear and the expectations and you're changing things a bit in that way. So that, that's a really useful thing to practice. Now, again, you can put programs together around this. There's audio you can use for support. One-to-one -one work, of course, is all about designing reinforcement programs around this. So th there's a lot of kind of granular detail you can get into depending on your, your particular situation. But that as a general principle, though, is something you can probably start with immediately and is quite useful. And when I talk about focusing on what you want, by the way, just to clarify with driving, I'm not talking about necessarily while driving. I'm talking about beforehand, you know, just taking that time to stop, to visualize it, to practice it, to clarify it a bit. Generally, while you're driving, when I'm doing work with something like driving or uh, sports psychology work would be another good example. Stage performance would be another example. Generally, what you want to do is when you're performing, you're doing anything that actually involves control, you want to just give yourself fully to the experience when you're doing it. 
but beforehand you can visualize it going well just just by literally clarifying in your mind it's like worrying in reverse you know if you know how to worry you know how to visualize so rather than what you don't want question is what do you want and giving a bit of space to that so that leads to the second bit which is not just focusing on what you want but practicing it and one of the main issues and again this will vary but one of the things I find happens a lot with driving anxiety is that the person is distracted while driving because they're thinking ahead to what could go wrong or sometimes they're thinking about what other motorists are thinking of them or other examples but the point is they're not present in the moment that they're in and that at best is distracting but at worst is creating problems because your body's uh, nervous system the sympathetic nervous system doesn't respond as much to the situation you're in as much as the situation you think you're in so with the old example of watching a horror film that's why a horror film works because even though you know for sure that it's just the tv when you get caught up in the story your system goes oh risk and so the adrenaline gets going and the the heart starts beating the palms start sweating etc now as unpleasant as that might be while watching a horror film it, it typically doesn't really matter but of course with something like driving it probably does uh you're still probably going to be okay but of course you don't want something like that distracting you so you're in the situation where you're driving and you're actually safe but you're maybe imagining issues or you're imagining being judged by other people and that then is what you're responding to rather than the moment you're in so we can see in that example that the remedy there is shifting the attention back to the here and the now. Just being that bit more aware and present in the here and the now. Just giving yourself a bit of room to be with what you're doing. So to some degree you can practice this even just sitting in the, in the driver's seat uh, parked somewhere. You know, just, just being conscious of what's going on or you can go to an intersection uh, if you can reach it on foot when you're not driving and just look at the, at the intersections and kind of study it a little bit and practice being a bit more conscious and present because sometimes we're in these situations and then we're overthinking it and we feel the need to keep moving and that you know we're not giving ourselves that space so just breaking it down a little bit and practicing it like that beforehand can be really useful so you're giving yourself a chance to breathe and while this mightn't be possible for all types of driving there are many things you can Kind of break down and and do at more appropriate times so so one example is if you're practicing driving you don't need to do it in rush hour traffic or you don't need to do it when you're in a hurry to get somewhere maybe do it at the time of the day where you know it doesn't matter if you take a wrong turn you you know you have that space in that breathing room or you do it in a car park or even just in your driveway sitting in the car visualizing a little bit or as I say, going on foot or traveling through another means or being the passenger driving through an area where you want to get a bit more comfortable. So again, this is going to massively vary depending on what the specific concerns or the triggers are for you. But it can be really, really useful to practice that mindful awareness just by shifting the attention back to the moment you're in. Because generally when you do that, you feel more in control and safer in your environment because you can actually see it. But the other thing is your body's system is then responding to where you are rather than where you aren't. So that typically gives you a greater feeling of ease. And break it down into smaller steps, I think, is a really important thing because, you know, this idea of driving, but, but there's a lot of things within that. So if you're practicing sitting comfortably, if you're practicing, of course, then just good driving technique in terms of using the vehicle, understanding it, indicating, etc. You're practicing good situational awareness. Even while walking, that's something you can be doing. 
You know, some people don't do that enough. If you've ever walked through town, you could do it a few walking, driving lessons where you know, people dash it out in front of other people and in front of traffic sometimes as well. So just where you stop, look, is it clear? Okay, you don't actually have to indicate, but look and then move in that direction or the other. So there's lots of ways like that that you can kind of break some of the elements down. So rather than there's one big thing that's happening at once, these are kind of muscles that you've separately worked on. So while there still might be a bit more work to do when you're actually in the real situation, you've done an awful lot of it though, and you've kind of bridged the gap somewhat, which makes that bit easier. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.